0: Magandang araw po, mga madlang people. Welcome to episode 12 of, of Usapang Pinoy, a Georgia Asian Times podcast. Please continue to spread the word at sana po ay mag-sign up kayo sa subscription by going to usapangpinoyga at gmail.com and provide your first name, last name, phone number, and email Addresses for an automatic release of the podcast to your emails. It's another <coughs> excuse me. It's another exciting day for usapang Pinoy. Dahil po, ang ating guest podcaster today is the national president of the National Association of F- Filipino Federations, Si Brendan Flores too, who will talk about engaging and empowering the millennials. Meron po akong importanteng community events announcements. First one is, I want you to watch out for the Georgia Asian Times webinar. And this is a series of webinars. And the first one is scheduled for February 25th. Um, And the title is, What Have We Learned? It's Asian, Hate, and Racism, What Have We Learned? Ang date po is February 25th. It's from 11 a.m. to 12.15 p.m. and it's uh, via virtual Zoom. <coughs> Registration point is necessary, so if you can submit a calendar request to GAT at GeorgiaAsianTimes.com/slash HHY6. Ulitin ko po, submit your calendar request to GAT at GAT s-i-a-n-times.com slash h-h-y-6. Yun po. Ang second important announcement to, which is exciting, is um, Philippines wel- welcomes back foreign travelers after two years. Yun pong mga foreign travelers from about 157 different um, countries, yung mga visa-free po, e nang... Bumiyahe sa Pilipinas as long as you're fully vaccinated and you have tested negative. Hindi po nila require yung quarantine upon arrival because remember a few weeks ago they uh, opened it up, but then they still require you to be quarantined from anywhere from three to five days, and it went down to two days, but you still have to um, get quarantined. However, this news just came out today, so. It's open, and as long as you have, you're fully vaccinated and tested negative, then you don't have to quarantine anymore. Hindi ba? Masayang balita. And um, save lives po ang relaunch nila. There's a free webinar on February 18th at 6 p.m., and that's PST. Uh, please visit the PACGA.org page for the registration link. And this is featuring Dr. Anthony Lichon, And he is the chairman of Kill COVID. And he is a Philippine health reform advocate. And he's going to give us the most current updates of the COVID situation in the Philippines. Yung po. Ngayon naman po, meron akong balita tungkol sa Filipino pride. The latest is the Philippines Women Seal History Qualification for the 2023 FIFA World Cup. Ang FIFA po, ang tinatawag nilang World Cup, is the Federación Internacional de Football Association. So, nung Monday po, nung January 21, the Philippine women's football team secured the nation's first ever appearance at a FIFA World Cup by women winning the match against the Taipei team. What this all means po I they made a safe spot to compete in the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup to be held in Australia and New Zealand in July and August of 2023. Yun lang po. Ngayon naman po, I am going to tell you um, second to the last of the Filipino traditions we hardly perform anymore. Diba po uh, the last episodes we talked about the first eight. Um, ito po yung tinatawag nilang pukpuk. Hindi po yung sinasabi nilang pokpok ngayon na has a negative connotation. Ito po yung pokpok. This is the traditional circumcision, which is the rite of passage for male Filipinos. Ito po, it involves using a subukan, which is a piece of wood. This surprised me too. This method does not use any anesthesia, nor does the person performing the task have any medical training. Nakakatakot. Boys who undergo this method are given guava leaves to chew on, which help them bear the pain. Still, my God. After their wounds are simply wrapped in white cloth for healing. So because this is unhygienic, medical professionals discourage this practice. However, it is still being done in very rural areas in the country. Yun po, salamat naman at hindi na nila ginagawa. Uh, it's so dangerous. I mean, just talking about it makes me cringe because it sounds so painful. So ngayon po, I will um be right back with our guest podcaster. At ngayon po, mga kababayan, gusto ko pong ihandog sa inyo ang ating special podcaster for the day. See Mr. Brendan Flores, who is the national chairman and president of the National Federation of Filipino American Associations. He is a philanthropist and he's the first the F- NAFA's first millennial and youngest ever national chair of NAFA. He is a Filipino empowering voice. In his own words, he is a true millennial by age with a Generation X's heart and passion, a work ethic like a baby boomer and strong values similar to the traditionalists. So welcome, Brandon.
1: Hello, hello. Thank you for having me.
0: So glad you could join us. We've been really wanting for you to join us a long time. It's just you've been so busy with all your activities. So I want to start by asking you about your own personal journey, if you can give us a snippet of that, and can you let us know of your journey personal journey towards your very successful professional life?
1: Sure thing. Yeah. So um, I grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. I went to school in Las Vegas and I have four siblings. Um, and as a young kid, you know, I always wanted to, to be successful, right? You know, typically uh, Filipino parents, they want you to be educated, but they also want you to have a great job. And most Filipino parents typically would want you to be a doctor or a lawyer, uh, but unfortunately, we didn't have that much money, um, you know, to 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 go in that direction. So uh, in high school, I had the opportunity to be a part of an internship program, and uh, that's when I got my uh, start in the banking industry. And I was an intern for a couple of months, and I think they saw something in me, and uh, they decided to keep me um, instead of letting me go after a couple of months because the program was done. So, but, but before I get there, I, I want to share a quick personal story because you're asking how I got to where I'm at today, professionally speaking. I, I think a lot of it is because seeing how hard my parents worked, particularly my mom, you know, I remember vividly as a kid, um, she would work, you know, late afternoon and she would get off um, early in the morning, maybe four or five o'clock in the morning, right, from her work. Uh, and then she would wake up just to, you know, prepare food for the kids before we go to school. And she did that every single day. And and that just, you know, made me realize that, you know, when I get older, I really want to work hard because I don't want to see, you know, my mom in particular have to go through that every single day. She's tired. She's exhausted, but she's, she's waking up every single morning um, to, to help her kids, right? Um, so that was a big motivation, you know, for me. And then the second motivation for me uh, was my grandma, right? My grandma was Lola in the Philippines, right? So mm-hmm. she... We, we spent some time together for a couple of years before migrating to the U S and, uh, there was a time when, um, you know, I would always write to her and the next, you know, um, she, she I think she had a stroke and, um, she ended up passing and we couldn't go back to the Philippines because we couldn't afford to pay for the plane tickets. So mm-hmm. I didn't get to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. So that, that was very hurtful. Right. So I think those, Those two specific moments made me realize I'm going to work hard. and I'm going to do whatever I can because one, I want to see my mom, um, you know, happy. And then then two, um, I don't want to be in a situation where a family member, you know, dies and and we can't do anything about it. So uh, long story short, short, um, the bank gave me the opportunity. I was a bank teller. And then before graduating high school, I was very blessed and fortunate. They promoted me to a personal banker. I mean, it's it's unheard of, right? You don't see a lot of... (laughs) Yeah, a lot of young 18-year-old bankers. I wasn't even in <sighs> college yet, and I think My at the goodness. time, arguably. Right. Yeah, probably the youngest banker. Because
0: so. <laughs> when I met you, I remember meeting you at a uh, couple of years ago. It was Miss Mar- Marilyn Dora who introduced us, and... And um, everybody was in awe because at the time you were already the president of the branch manager of the of the bank. Yeah. And then. It's been a
1: while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 That was when we were in Columbus. And um, now for those people who don't know, Brendan is the senior vice president and consumer banking performance manager at Bank of America. He has a very long, long list of accolades <laughs> and awards. So how did some of your early professional opportunities define your value today in management?
1: You know, I think a lot of it, I mean, you know, I have to credit, you know, being Filipino-American, right? Um, I think we have a strong work ethic um, and we're not just followers, right? We'll, we'll do whatever it takes to be very successful. We're good at relationship building. Um, and how I was raised by my parents, I think, also helped tremendously uh, because it allowed me to really understand the value of building relationships with people. It's not just so much about, uh, hey, I'm good at this, right? I'm, I'm the best, uh, I'm, I'm the expert, at whatever it is. Um, but I think the relationship building aspect uh, and the respect for people uh, really helped me um, move up the ladder um, in the company, right? Whether I was when I was working for Wells and now working with Bank of America uh, because I've been in the industry for almost 20 years. I started at a very young age, right? And, and I'm only 36 um, and I've managed almost 15 of my 20 years in the industry. Um, so I think a lot of that, again, is just, you know, seeing how my parents struggled, but they provided for us, uh, building relationship. And it also helps to to get some exposure in the Filipino American community because it made me a lot more confident, whether it's through speaking engagement, whether it's through leading people um, in advocacy work or civic engagement, whatever the case may be, I would say that also helped me propel to, to that position.
0: Right, and you are so young, because <clears throat> every time I see you or I see your pictures, it's like, he could, he could be my son, he looks so young. And, he's <laughs> <laughs> and then um, being a millennial and being so young and leading a lot of people who are older than you, can you talk about some, <clears throat> excuse me, some challenges in the workplace you encountered as a millennial?
1: Yeah, there's a lot, right? I, I think the, the reality is, and I experienced it at work, I also experienced it in the community. You know, when it comes to work, um, a lot of times people look at you and they think like, well, are you really qualified to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're a lot younger than I am, so how could you... Be telling me what I'm supposed to be doing. Right, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so that has a lot to do with that. And let's be very honest. You know, sometimes too, um, uh, there's that perception of Asian Americans. Oh, they're just great followers, but mm-hmm. they really can't lead. So, I, so there's a lot of barriers, right? Growing up, um, um, working for a bank, but it's it's the the confidence, the command that you that you bring, but more importantly, it's the relationship that you build mm-hmm. and demonstrating. You can lead by example. You can be very successful. Um, it doesn't matter how old or how young you are. So that that really helped me out, you know, throughout the you know the past couple of years. And same exactly in the community, you know, it was very difficult. Now you're saying I'm obviously the president and chairman of the organization, but it wasn't always like that because there's that mentality, um, you know. Oh, we don't right. young person. They're they're the assistant. They're not really leading the organization. So it goes back to the importance of Bridging generational gaps um, mm. and working with them and being respectful. And, you know, I'm not I'm not a millennial that would say, oh, let's uh, get rid of all the older people <laughs> and just bring in the young people. That was never my leadership style. To me, it's about um, holding the baton together instead of just passing it to someone, but holding the baton together. I right. think it's a beautiful story when you have young people and, and older people working side by side to achieve a common goal and and that's you know that's been my my leadership style in the community leading nafa
0: wonderful now talking about nafa let's go ahead and pivot and a bit and talk about nafa can you talk about the organization and its mission
1: yeah absolutely so so nafa is the national federation of filipino american association it is the largest um I don't like calling it the umbrella organization because it's a negative connotation, but it is America's largest Filipino-American organization. And the goal is to really bring um, all of the Filipino-American associations organizations across the country, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, you, you know this, being Filipino, I mean, we have so many organizations in different states, thousands of them probably, right? right? right. And what happens when somebody don't get along or they can't agree on something? They break away. <laughs> they, That's they right. leave the organization and create new ones, and and NAFA was really built to bring everybody together and to represent our community and our nation's capital when there's anything impacting the Filipino-American community, whether it's legislation uh, or whatever the case may be, right? The, the goal is to really unite and empower uh, our diverse voices, the, the over 4 million Filipino-Americans in the United States. That's right. And we focus on yeah three community uh, three pillars. One is civic engagement because we got to get out there and vote right and and hopefully run for office right. Um, and then yeah, and then two is about leadership development, and then three is about advocacy work because there's a lot of opportunity uh, missing on that
0: space. Right, and the battle cry there should be, make it, make it happen, make us yeah. matter. And we, right. when you run for office, we, of course, the Filipino community will be right behind you. <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> thought about that, we, you, your supporters have already thought about that. You're the perfect person to, to be there. Now, um, oh,
1: that's nice. Thank
0: you. <laughs> what you. What got you involved in the Filipino community and what have you learned? Yeah, you know, so when I was a young banker, um, and it's
1: interesting because maybe this is a different story, right? Um, at a later time. But when I was growing up in Las Vegas, I, I wasn't claiming my Filipino identity. I was shy to talk about, oh, I'm Filipino. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, I would say, oh, I'm Mexican or Spanish.
0: <laughs> right? You didn't. You know, I didn't want to
1: be associated. You know, I, I was having Filipino identity crisis. Oh. And then, you know, fast forward to the future, I became a banker. And in Las Vegas at the time, the Filipino-American community, they're growing. Lots of doctors uh, and nurses. And I said, you know what, this is a perfect opportunity to get to know the community mm-hmm. and get some business. And that really was my 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 priority at the time. And next thing you know, I just really fell in love. Well, I would say, I mean, it's not that I didn't like it before, but I just fell in love with, with our culture again. Um, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to stay on. Um, and I also wanted to make a change. I really did genuinely because every time I would go to a meeting, I would see – a lot of older people, but I didn't see a lot of people that look like me at my mm-hmm. age. So I said, you know what? I want to be I want to be able to make a difference. I probably can't change every single thing, but I at least want to start something um, and hopefully be that bridge to bring young Filipinos and older Filipinos together. At least at the time in Las Vegas. So that was one of my biggest, uh, you know, motivations as to why you know I joined the organization or really got involved in the Filipino American community
0: and you are very good at it too now oh, since, you're, you. <laughs> you're, since you're you're since you are the one of the young i you probably are the is the youngest executive in the in the banking industry that i know of so how do you balance being the a young executive while leading the largest filipino american organization
1: you know so to me and i'm not the expert at it right cuz i think for me it's about defining the word balance cuz balance to me might look different from you or another millennial, right? So it's it's, it's not, it's, it's somewhat challenging to answer that. So for me, if, if I'm speaking for myself, um, how do I balance it? You know, I, I try to stay organized as much as I can, because I still want to have fun. I, I love to travel. You know, it's, it's, it's my passion in life. Um, so having a very organized schedule is very important, right? So in that mm-hmm. way, I fulfill my obligation at the bank and 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 still be very successful in what I do, because that's my primary responsibility. But then, at the same time, with the organization, a lot of it is really done at nighttime or during the weekend. I travel quite a bit across the country, but I don't miss work. I, I typically would travel you know at night or Friday night and come back Sunday, um or in some cases, you know I'll use you know some some vacation time and and I'm also very blessed. You know, I work for a great company. Uh, that really supports diversity, equity, and inclusion, and this is mm-hmm. important to them. So that makes a big difference. And then the other thing that I would say is, in a position like mine as, as chair and president, you know, I don't do all the work. You know, uh, it, it's also important to work with very competent and, and motivated team, mm-hmm. whether it's at the bank or at NAFa. And I got to say, you know, I'm, I'm super blessed because I have hardworking and dedicated community community leaders at NAFa. Um, and 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 we work well together. So, um, so so that's what's kind of helping me out from a balance
0: standpoint. That's good. Well, and with work all all week for your um, with with your kind of responsibility and your leadership in NAFa, when do you ever have fun? And what does having <laughs> balance mean to you? I know you're busy. So, when do you have fun? You know.
1: Same thing, right? I think we have to define the word fun. You know, when I'm working with, you know, my colleagues at the bank and uh, being able to make a difference in the lives of our clients or the lives of our associates, that to me is fun, right? Um, when, you know, when I move up, I, I think it's it's also very exciting because it shows that anything is possible in this country, right. um, um, despite of your status, right? And same thing in the community. I, I genuinely enjoy working with our community even if they have different thoughts and ideas and affiliations, that's true um, it's good to be able to hear it right i think it's uh so that to me is fun so but you know i i do take you know my time um to travel the world i think it's important i think it's uh the world is meant to be seen you know god created a beautiful world and i think people should see it so as much as possible when i have the time uh, whether it's my vacation time Um, you know I I don't forget to do that like recently I took my parents and surprised them and we went to Paris and you know and and Italy and other places yeah I saw those pictures yeah yeah
0: yeah, that was so good so with my this is my last question before I let you go um 10 years from now what do you see yourself doing
1: you know that is such a great question um I thought I had it all planned out because I started at such a young age and I think the answer is, I I really don't know. I I, I thought I did. You know, if you'd asked me four years ago, Brendan, where are you going to be 10 years from now? I can tell you exactly where I want to be. I'm the CEO of a a company, but I think my my outlook has changed significantly. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously I still want to be very successful to give back to our community. um, But I don't know exactly where I want to be in 10 years. Mm -hmm. All I know is, I'm still going to be here supporting the community and advocating for our for the Filipino Americans as much as I can, and inspiring you know others, whether it's millennials or older folks, uh, about the importance of being kind to to one another and um, and and making a difference in our society.
0: Well, thank you so very much. So with that, I will let you go, and I hope to um, have you back with in the program soon, and I hope to see you in person soon too.
1: Uh, likewise, looking forward to that. Thanks right. for having me again.
0: Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. Welcome back, mga kababayan. Salamat po sa pakikinig sa portion ng uh, conversation namin ni Brandon. And sa excitement ko po nung nagpaalam ako sa kanya, ang sabi ko, Brandon. Sorry, Brendan. <laughs> His name is Brandon, not Brandon. Ngayon po, I want to talk about a couple of um, Philippine taboo topics. And these are the things that um, we don't talk about dahil either it's inappropriate or ayaw ng mga magulang nating pag or because of the culture itself. So number one is the homosexuality and LGBT rights. Many Filipinos are devout Catholics and we all know that the church has not been too kind to the LGBT community. Hence, they have looked down on them and even if the government doesn't, Persecute them, there is a stigma. Um, although outside of church, in the, in, the common, in the community, we welcome them, and we look at them as like very productive members of the community. So it, it's just not being discussed too much in the Philippines or in the Philippine community. Number two of the taboo topics is sex. Again, because of our Catholic roots, Filipinos are conservative when it comes to discussing sex. The current generation is now more open to discussing this, but Filipinos are among the top visitors of porn hubs. Um, Also, premarital sex are obviously scorned by the Philippine society, as well as contraception, sex education, and abortion. This is a huge topic in the Philippines or even outside the Philippines, in the Philippine community, because this, this being taboo has created a mirage of social problems, such as teenage pregnancies, high rates of, of single parents, high rate of abortions. And it's the same exact thing that we as a society are trying to avoid, diba? With that, with all those um, su- subsequent problems also results in poverty. So, you know, the Philippines is still a third world country and it's still struggling. And uh, there is some, something um, that needs to be done about that. Yun lang po, and I'm going to switch to my Philippine corny jokes. <laughs> Isa lang po. <clears throat> I'm just going to give you one this time. Ang tawag dito po, anak sa labas. Pedro asks, Pare, anong gagawin mo kapag nalaman mong may anak kasalabas? So, ang sagot ni Juan, Huh? Anong klaseng tanong yan, pare? Siyempre, papapasukin ko siya sa loob ng bahay. <laughs> so, he either misunderstood the question or sinasadyan yung magpilosopo, di ba? So, before I leave, I am going to give you a couple of inspiring quotes from Oprah Winfrey. The first one is, The key to realizing a dream dream is to focus not on success but on significance. And then even the small steps and little victories along your path will take on greater meaning. Number two, what material success does is provide you with the ability to concentrate on other things that really matter. And that is being able to make a difference not only in your own life, but in other people's lives. Diba po? Maganda yun. Sa ngayon, panahon na naman para magpaalam. Tandaan po ninyong mag-sign up sa usapangpinoyga@gmail.com. at gmail.com As I said, all we need is your first name, last name, telephone number, and email. And the automatic release will go to your emails. Hanggang sa muli po alam muna sa ngayon